Hello and welcome to the OTP Volunteer Table, a virtual roundtable for chats about Old Town Playhouse and community theater. I'm Don Kuhlhorn. Today's chat is with Terry Heffron, director of our upcoming show, The Laramie Project. The show opens in 10 days as of this recording, which is January 26, 2023. And with nothing more to add, let's chat. Terry Efron, thanks so much for uh, giving me some, giving us some of your time. Absolutely, my pleasure. Um, we're on the main stage here at the Old Town Playhouse. We're looking on the set of the Laramie Project. Correct. To which you are the director. Correct. Give us some insight into what the Laramie Project is. Uh, it's a it's a fascinating piece. Uh, in 1998, a young man named Matthew Shepard gay college student in Laramie, Wyoming, was basically kidnapped, driven out to the prairie, beaten horrifically, tied to a fence, and left for dead, simply because he was gay. This play is the stories of the people that lived in Laramie at the time. So almost immediately after the murder, a theater group from New York called the Tectonic Theater Project flew out to Laramie and over the course of a year went back a number of times and interviewed hundreds of people. Matthew's friends, his family, the CEO of the hospital uh, where Matthew died, uh, the police, town residents. And this play is those interviews. So while it is about the murder, it's more about how this hate crime affected a community. Okay. Um, it also galvanized the world and started a conversation about hate crimes and that it's not okay to kill somebody simply because they're gay. Simply because this, the young man, the two young men that killed him apparently felt threatened by him. All right. And they, they beat him with the butt of a gun so badly that he was unrecognizable. The only way his parents recognized him was by his braces Wow! on his teeth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this is not a play about the, the murder itself. Correct. This is a play about the community around the murder. The community kind of? around. Yep. Yep. How it affected them, how it changed right. their lives. If it changed their lives. Right. Um, one of, I think one of the most, Wonderful aspects of this play is that it did change some minds and some hearts. People that previous to to experiencing this murder were perfectly fine with telling gay jokes and using derogatory language towards the homosexual community. But after seeing what happened and after hearing the stories of, of other members of the LGBTQ population, changed their minds and not only changed their minds but there's one character who was a police officer that said you know prior to this i was part of the problem since this i won't put up with that language and i've lost friends and i don't care i can sleep at night so mm -hmm. it's 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 really it's an it's an amazing testament i think to humans that we are capable of growth and change and it's not a preachy play you know, it's, it right. sounds, it's, right. you know, I, I sit here listening to myself and thinking, my God, it sounds like they're going to get preached at. No, it's not a preachy play. It's funny. There's funny stuff in it. There's funny characters. But it is, it is a tragedy. And it took, it took 10 years, almost 10 years, for any federal anti-hate legislation to be passed after, 
after his murder. Ten years. Moving on. <laughs> well, you, you, you know, you're going to get political with this oh, yeah, play. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure you will. Um, let's let's go back to. Did you choose the play, or did the artistic committee choose the play, and then you volunteered? You wanted yes, to direct yes. It. the The artistic committee chooses the slate of plays right. every season for the next season, and then they put out um, an invitation for people to apply to direct. Okay, and I applied and um, was granted. Why? Why did I apply? Yeah. It's it's the kind of theater I like to do. It's character driven. Um, it, I, you can see by the set that it's it's not all about it's not a big set, it's about stories. It's about telling stories, and I that's one of the aspects that I love of theater is that we tell stories. It's eight actors, and those eight actors are playing about sixty characters, so it, it's it's an opportunity to 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 work with the actors to dig in there and and find what makes that character unique. How does this character stand out from this character that you're playing? You know, if, if you're playing six different characters, you got to find something so that so people don't think you're the same person all the time. Right. So right. it's so as as a as an actor, it's a great challenge. But as a director, it's the fun of doing the work. Of, of digging in there and, and talking about these characters and who they are. I'm so geeky about that. <laughs> you know, I love musicals. I love, I love big comedies. I love that. But, but these, these small, intimate, character-driven pieces is, is really where my passion is. I think you can tell. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, I might move my seat a little bit away. I know, I'm uh, vibrating what, a little. Coffee! <laughs> what, did you, uh, what did you do to to prepare to direct this? What kinds of things go into, I, in, in, if you will, a normal kind of play, this has a political sidelight to it, I think, but in a normal kind of play, you, you have to do some background, you have to do some thinking, possibly if it's a musical, what orchestration and so forth. In this one, did you do anything special because of, of the particular pol politics involved in this? Well, I did, you know, I, I did some background, some research, just you know, about the story, about uh, about the history of hate crimes. Um, I found out interesting things that even to this day, members of the LGBTQ plus community are assaulted and murdered on a fairly regular basis. But a lot of times, those crimes are not recorded as a hate crime, so the statistics are skewed. So we really don't have a great idea of how big the problem is in this country. So I was I was looking into that to see how things had changed. You know the the levels of violence between 1998 and today in the gay community, it's gone down, but in in the trans community, it's skyrocketed. The, the hate du jour is the trans community. Mm -hmm. um, things have I, I hate the word normalized. Because it was always normal, but things have normalized for for the gay men and gay men and women, lesbians, to some degree, marriage equality. Um, there's a lot of states that that have civil legal civil protection. Not all of them. We got to keep working on that. Um, but the trans community is a is a terrible terrible problem right now, and it's coming from the top of. Our country. It's coming mm -hmm. from the federal government right on down. And they're being vilified and dehumanized. And when you dehumanize somebody, you can do anything to them because they are no longer human. Right. 
Right. Yeah. So I've I spent a lot of time looking at that and looking at statistics and, and reading stories and it's stuff I already knew, but I guess I didn't understand the magnitude of the problem because I'm a cisgender straight white woman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, it, this is not a world. Sometimes it bumps into me because I have I have friends in the community, but I don't live it. I don't. I'm not afraid. Mm -hmm. I've I've talked to some of my gay friends and and yeah, they're afraid. They're they're afraid to show affection to their partner in public because they you just don't know. Right. You just don't know who's going to take offense and how they're going to react. Right. And even right. if they get yelled at or or harassed, nobody deserves that. No, I, yeah, I, I'm sorry. Here, I got all preachy again. <laughs> so, what did I do to prepare? I, I got on my soapbox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There um, you go. I also looked at because this is a play that it's it's non-traditional. It doesn't have a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's a series of vignettes. It's a series of conversations. There's not a lot of action. So, how do you handle that? How do you keep? from losing the audience's attention. Because if you look at, at movies, and if you look at TV now, nobody sits still and talks. Mm -hmm. Cuts, camera cuts, camera cuts, camera cuts. Our attention span is very short. So keeping that in consideration, what kind of movement can I, I put on the stage? So the actors move a lot. But then you've got to choreograph eight actors, and I think I've got... 40 different moves over the course of the play. 40 times the actors move. So I had to sit and I drew a picture of the stage and I did like a roadmap for each scene, where each actor was, and then where they're gonna move the next time. So I could keep it straight. And I, had to do, I did all that before my first rehearsal because you can't just do that on the fly. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I also have utilized uh, the talents of uh, Dr. Cherie Van Manen, who is an instructor at Interlochen and also a volunteer here at the Playhouse. And she has written some original music to underscore some of the scenes. And I have also used some photography. I'm using uh, projections, which you thankfully have helped mm -hmm. me with, of, of the Laramie landscape, pictures of the fence to which Matthew was tied, um, just to kind of be set dressing. Again, it's a very spare set. There's no walls, there's no doors. So, and, and so this, this is, those projections are set dressing as well. So I did a lot of stuff. Yeah. And we also, right. we also are having a series of um, what we're calling post-show perspectives, where we have uh, various individuals coming in to anybody in the audience that wants to stay after um, a number of performances to talk about the show. Um, Matthew Shepard's father, who lives in, in Wyoming, is Zooming in, doing a Zoom call in opening night. To, wow. to, yeah, I know, wow. I know. He's talking to the cast on Sunday. We're just, we're thrilled. Yeah. We're just thrilled. Um, uh, somebody from Up North Pride is going to come in and do one of these post-show product um, perspectives. And uh, Sherry is also going to, to come in on Saturday the 11th to talk about the music and the process of, of con composing the music specifically for the scenes that we selected. Mm -hmm. How are the actors taking this? You have open auditions, so mm -hmm. people come in and 
then you pick and choose what, however you choose. I don't know that that's necessarily what we need to talk about here because that's, you see yeah. them, you yeah. do what you got to do. Um, but how are the actors responding to the play and, and maybe to your direction, but more to the play and the, the, the issues that it brings up that they may have to deal with? It's, yeah, um, there have been difficult rehearsals. It's an emotional play. I would, I would say somebody cries every night. Somebody's moved, and it's by different things. And it depends on what you've carried into, sorry, what you've carried into the theater <laughs> that night, you know? Um, I do have a, a couple of cast members that are gay, so of course it affects them differently. Um, we, we discovered that we need to do something at the end of rehearsal just to kind of break out of this heavy material. You know, some, we're doing little exercises just to kind of bring us back to a, a happier place. Uh, one of our, our assistant stage manager is a therapist <laughs> and she has, she has shared some materials with us on um, what's called sh shared trauma or vicarious trauma where when you portray trauma like these actors are doing, mm -hmm. it, it affects you. It affects you emotionally. It, and it's, it's, a, it's a thing that you have to be aware of. Right. Um, I, I played Blanche Dubois a number of years ago, and I know now why Vivian Lee went crazy. Because <laughs> you, you, you do that every night. You take on that, you carry that burden every night and it becomes a part of you so so we are very we are very aware of it um often, and it's a very close cast they're very right. supportive of each other it's it's an it's an ensemble and they are a remarkable group of people i often talk to people about acting and you have a chance to become somebody else to do things that you ordinarily wouldn't do uh -huh. but most of my stuff is comedy or musicals uh -huh. where you these aren't real yeah. This is a real thing. This is real. This, is, this really yeah. happened. This really happened. And you're talking real words about with the interview, the, the interviews, these are real people actually spilling their emotions. Yeah. So yeah. if you, I mean, I think I would, I would hazard a guess that every member of this production at some point, the magnitude of the violence that was, foisted on this young man hits you mm -hmm. he was driven out into the prairie he was beaten with fists he was hit they surmise probably 18 times with the butt of a gun and not just hit they they surmise that that gun was being swung like a baseball bat he was wow, unrecognizable wow. to his Eww. parents his parents, who were working in Saudi Arabia when this happened, took him almost two days to get to Laramie. And the only way that they could identify him was because he had braces on his teeth. Wow. He, was he was so severely beaten. They tied him to this fence and they left him there. And somebody found him, a kid on a bike, biking by, hit a rock, fell off his bike. And when he stood up, he noticed 18 hours later, in October, in Wyoming, in the mountains. Yowch. 
Yeah. Now I'm. Yeah. What do you think the audience is going to feel with that? It, I mean, just talking about it now it kind of <laughs> sets me up. I just, I'm, I'm not sure how to respond to it. And yet the audience is going to sit through two hours uh-huh. of this? There, yeah, um, it's, it's not as graphically described in the play as I just described mm-hmm. it. Um, right. But there is, there is an interview with the, the young man that found him. They're, they're, that's portrayed on stage. The police officer that was the first to arrive on the scene, that's on there. And also the doctor in the emergency room. There, those interviews are included. So it is talked about, the, the brutal nature of the crime. It's hard. It's hard to hear. But I think it's important to hear. Mm-hmm. I, was just, I was just talking with Michelle, who's in the cast, who also works at a radio station. And I think at the end of the play, there's hope. There's hope because the story is being told. There's hope because things have changed. There's hope because people's hearts and minds were changed. Matthew Shepard's murder changed the world. Mm-hmm. He was a catalyst. And it's an, it's an honor for us to bear witness to his story and to share his story with the audience. So, so I, I, I hope that that the audience, while that is hard to hear, they they get that sense of hope, and maybe that it starts conversations. Right. I would, generally speaking, anybody that's going to come to this play is going to be sympathetic. Yeah. We may have our friend with the protest signs out right. front. I would love for him to come in and watch the show. It would be. It would be. Uh, information to him that I'm sure he doesn't on his own go out to find. I, I, I would like to challenge him and say, you're, you're objecting to something you know nothing about. Be fair. Come in and watch. Right. If you still hold the same idea when you're done, awesome. But you don't know anything about this play. How can you object to it when you know nothing about it? Right. I may invite him. And there's no reason not to. Yeah. I mean, if uh, if, 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 if he's willing seat, to behave himself, well, yeah. We'll be full, yeah. Full I mean, if he's if he's willing to behave himself and watch quietly, I don't right. have any reason to think that he wouldn't. But you know, right? Yeah. There are those people. Okay. What is the uh, the time frame of this? Well, I mean, what dates are we talking for performance? Oh, uh, February third. Uh, Friday, February third is the opening, and it closes on the eighteenth. So it's three weekends: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday matinee. No, nope. Friday, Saturday, Sunday matinee. That's first, opening. Yeah. Then Thursday, Thursday through Sunday. Right. Then Thursday. Oh, Friday, Saturday, the closing weekend. Friday, Saturday, yes. the closing weekend. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays are nine o'clock or seven o'clock. Seven thirty. Seven thirty. Curtain house opens at seven o'clock. Yes, and, and the bar opens at six thirty, I believe. Six yes. o'clock. I think. I think downstairs opens at six. So a full yeah. hour to tank up. Yeah, and at Ooh. intermission the bar is open and as well, and you can get snacks too. Yeah. And then matinees are two o'clock. Two o'clock. Yep. And then so house opens at one thirty. Correct. Half hour before we go. Now just um, more information. The programs are online. They are. We yep. we don't have physical programs anymore. We might have a little. Uh, they're doing a little like. Yeah, four flyer. Yeah, four pager. Yeah, four kind sides. Of yeah, 
Yeah. But other than that, um, so we're looking forward to seeing this yeah. play. Hopefully and you can get cold, tickets online as well. You can just go to tickets are on the sale Old Town now. Playhouse. They are. Yep. You can go to the yeah. website and there's a link to purchase tickets. Website call. Come in. Um, I believe four o'clock is when the box I think office so. Yeah. Opens. Wednesday. Wednesday th through Saturday, but then on show nights, if there's a show, they're they're right. open. Yeah, they're open. They're, they'll, they'll, they'll be open yeah. on Sunday during the run. Yeah. Carrie Heffron, thanks so much. Thank you, Warren. Thank it's you. It's a pleasure talking with you again. I know we talked before. Yeah. I don't have to it's go fun. through all that stuff again. Yeah. So thanks much. And Thank you. Break a leg. Thanks. My thanks to Terry Heffron for our chat. The Laramie Project opens February 3rd, 2023 and runs for three weekends. Get your tickets early and often. You can purchase them online at oldtownplayhouse.com, one word, oldtownplayhouse.com, or at the Playhouse box office, which opens at 4 p.m. daily, or call the box office at 231-947-2210. Interested in learning more about the Old Town Playhouse? Well, we have a role for you. No experience necessary. Just fill out the online form at oldtownplayhouse.com and we will contact you to discuss your role at the Playhouse. OTP Volunteer Table is produced in association with the Old Town Playhouse of Traverse City, Michigan. If you have comments or would like to tell your story, send an email to office at oldtownplayhouse.com. Our music today is Talkies by Hama Hama. This is the OTP Volunteer Table and I am Don Kuehlhorn and we will see you on the boards.